What you are about to hear is the Hashtag Cult Podcast. What is a Hashtag Cult? Hashtag Cults are groups that signal membership by using a hashtag or keyword. This allows the group to operate on many different sites and makes them difficult to pinpoint. They use the hashtag model to spread propaganda on a variety of social media platforms without having a central account. This is usually because their ideas are offensive or their methods of communicating are abusive and border on website policy violations. In this show, we will show you the coercive groups and cults hiding in plain sight on the internet. Let's let's start this. Dajahao, uh, Washi Mike, Forever Mustard. I've been watching you. I've been watching youth with you. I've been watching youth with you, and that's how they always introduce themselves. They always say, Dajahao, Washi Mike, and I eat chickens. And there's always like some weird. Do you ever watch? Have you watched Youth with You? No, I never have, but your Chinese is pretty good. I mean, to Thank me, you. not that I'm an authority. Thank you. But I studied Mandarin for three years. So, so let's so do your youth with you. Here's how you do your youth with you introduction. You say, Dajahao, and then you say, you know, Washi and Napoleon, and then like make like, make like, uh, uh, you just say some nonsense phrase. It's always like sparkly lettuce. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. Dajahao, Washi, Paulina. Ladies are nice. Yeah, that's too normal. But that's a pretty oh. good. But that's a pretty good one. Like it has Thank to you. be more. It has to be like, like, ladies moisturize. Like something like like. <laughs> and then they go into these very serious speeches. Like, why did you say ladies moisturize? It's like I think for us, moisturizing women and is a empowerment thing of liquidness. And it also has to do with the, the dance style it was modeled after Vaseline, and that was very well. inspiring to us. Okay, if I could rewrite it, I would say, ladies, bathe. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, bathing. Bathing is a big part of our household. Welcome to Hashtag Cold Podcast. It's not about... Uh, <laughs> it's not about baths, producer... But it yeah, should be. Idol producer or baths. Um, uh, if you don't speak Chinese, I'm Mike Fallick. Uh, Tosh here. <laughs> I'm, and my name is Paulina Pinsky. Tosh, I'm you're literally I am like so like I'm understanding what you're saying I'm like oh right I studied this for a little while and he's speaking a language I understand go um, watch youth with you it's amazing uh this, yeah you are Paulina a, Pinsky and um we we have some business to take care of we are doing a documentary about MGTOW uh and what we'll be doing for you is playing in uh, first hand uh, primary source interviews that I or Paulina or Reens have done with experts on uh, MGTOW. Hey, what's MGTOW? MGTOW stands for Men Going Their Own Way. And they are a hashtag cult, which are groups that use the internet, as you heard in the description, to navigate. They believe, I missed one of their tenants last time, they have many, which are varied and sundried and all meant to brainwash each other. They sort of prey on depressed uh, men, uh, sometimes abused men, sometimes just men who are having a difficult time with their mental health, whatever it may be, all the people that cults prey on, um, and they believe women are evil. Let me get through all of them. Women are evil. Is that a good way to say it, they believe? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. Don't cohabitate with women. It's something only a cult would use, the word cohabitate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and am I missing some? Um... Uh- the divorce court is tailored against men. Yeah, specifically. the divorce court is tailored against men, which we'll, we'll get into. If you heard which, us doing Australian accents at the end of this, hearing someone say really scary things about a divorce court may sound different to an Australian than it does to an American. Um, but let's get into playing clips of an interview, an intervention I did with a friend uh, last time we teased that science is not real. Uh, and so... 
Our first clip is about around an hour. If you want to watch this interview, I should say, it's in the show notes, but uh, you can go to our YouTube page or any of our, pretty much if you find any of us on social media or any media, you'll find some uh, the, the clips from it. Or you can go to hashtag cult.org. It's, uh, my friend is brainwashed by a sexist cult, and we're doing about an hour until at hour 45 today. Here is clip number one, um, where we're going to get into where uh, he's getting all of this from. There is some validity to that, and I think the evolution of this kind of thinking is that I eventually don't care. But right now, I do care. I, you know, I, I'm exposed to examples. You know, these YouTubers they talk, they bring up examples of. Are you a flat earther? Cases. No. Why? All that evidence is on YouTube. There's plenty of evidence. I, you know, I to haven't the contrary. seen any of that. I haven't seen any of that. Okay. Do you believe and in Bigfoot? I would have to weigh that against the evidence. Do you I've believe seen in Bigfoot or any other cryptids? Uh, you know, I haven't really got into that. Um, maybe okay. there is a Bigfoot. I, now, I really... what uh, I can send you sex scientists. Mm-hmm. Will you believe them if you read it? I'll, cons- I'll consider what why? they say. Why wouldn't you believe that? Excuse me. This is why I'm trying to prove brainwashing to you. Why mm. would you not believe a reputable scientist? Okay, you know what? I guess I would. I guess I would believe the evidence they present. Yes. Okay. If I send you something, mm-hmm. will you read it and get back? How long to is me? it? How long is it? I'll find a short study. Great. I'll find a short Love study. It. Do you Love believe it. that sex is a spectrum? That sexuality is a spectrum. You mean like gay, straight? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I came from a sex scientist. So. How do you, how do you, how do you qualify that in your mind right now? So, yeah, science over YouTube over science. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's just about how we give weight to different sources, right? Like the the point of our entire project is that we were creating primary sources, right? Those are the most... Uh, in terms of value, those are the most valuable sources that you can have. Um, secondary sources are based on the primary source, right? So it's that was something that filter. I think attracted you to our project. I, I had thought, in the if I'm remembering correctly, that we said we are never going to. And we, you had already were attracted by this interview, but we, at some point we had said we won't. I won't, at the very least, me, Michael, as part of the investigating team, won't look at anything that's outside of primary sources as, mm-hmm. as an experiment, as a part of it. And you really liked that. I did. I did. I, I um, you know, I teach writing at the university level and I taught a whole class about, you know, research, researching and which resources to rely on and like how to cite sources and all those things, which it, it's a skill. It's a literal skill that people are taught how to do. Um, and, you know, putting the study of a sex scientist next to a YouTube video of flat earthers, like, that they don't hold the same value. One is an expert, one is not, right? And it's interesting how, because we're all capable of creating content, we all become the arbiters of primary sources, right? And... Uh, that doesn't mean that it automatically makes everything you're saying valid because it's a primary source. But, you know, if you're an expert, you're going to know what's going on. You know, a flat earther. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to inflame the flat earth. Community, <laughs> no, oh, uh, don't worry. On hashtag cult.org, we list flat earth as a hashtag cult as well, which I believe it is. I have no problem with saying that. I have no problem with saying any Internet group that believes in pseudoscience and is really getting emotional about an issue that isn't an issue or um, maybe they are presenting one thing, but in actuality, in their forums, in their in the way they operate in comments, they're totally different. That's a hashtag cult using... Now, they might not be fully up to hashtag cult, but they're certainly a hashtag cult in the sense of they're a coercive group. If they are a coercive group using their beliefs, comments, and systems on the internet to, like manipulate other people that's a hashtag cult that's a hashtag cult you're pulling them in now MGTOW is a very bad hashtag cult but I think Flat Earth totally qualifies yeah so go ahead let's trash Flat Earth for a while yeah well I mean it's just you know putting like I'm thinking of like you know a Freudian like 
a Freud paper. Like, let's say that's a primary source, right? Let's mourning and melancholia. Um, and then you have a flat earther on YouTube talking about how the earth is flat. Those don't hold the same value. And yet we are acting like that is true. Like this whole philosophy of like, you know, following influencers and doing what they're saying, like buying products, like that's this, you know, this is endemic of a larger problem. <laughs> like, oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. And and I think that that uh, if we go to the specific as well, which is how easy is it, you might say, to make up a pseudoscientific argument? You, you know, you know, like, I think that's that's an interesting thing as well. How easy is it? And I'd like to tell you very easy. I'll do one right now. Uh, OK, these are real facts. Women present scoliosis far more than men. Uh, People born with a female gender uh, are are often, who are phenotypically uh, females when they're born, often uh, present scoliosis far more than men. Due to societal pressures, women often grow their hair longer. I've now, and now here's where the pseudoscience come in, I now have been growing my hair uh, since before quarantine. I was cool before it was something needed to survive. Um... I've been growing my hair long and I've noticed I'm much more aware of my neck and sort of feel tension in my neck because something is touching my neck. Here's my pseudoscientific argument. I will sell you a product where you send me a photo of your neck, you send me a photo of your hair, and I will give you the haircut that you need. I'll do a consultation with you and give you the haircut you need in order to have the least amount of back pain. Bullshit. Not a fucking thing, but it's all pretty convincing. And I bet I could sell a few of those consultations because... It's stringing facts together that aren't a universal theory. It is true, those first two facts. I mean, all those facts are true. But then once you start to manipulate people into believing this grander theory, um, that X plus X doesn't equal like 2x in the world of science you have to see like what is all the x's mean what is how what are the variables to this x like is this the same thing you know what i mean it's you 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 have to go and test these theories and that's the thing they're not doing it's all a matter of like this feels good to me so i'm going to use it not if not it feels good because it makes me understand the world better but because whatever it is about this makes me feel good and someone's sort of fixing a problem that doesn't exist you know yeah that was a really good example like i'm blown away thank you <laughs> i really like that it's, it's great um, right because it's not it's nothing <laughs> your yeah, back is yeah back is fine because you're here yeah i mean someone being persuasive is very alluring enticing intoxicating and I think something that we can talk about and maybe explore a little bit later is like the cult of personality, right? Like we find people compelling. So we believe what they're saying and it's like, there's no evidence like that. What they're saying is true. I've said this before. It's the spouse's craft. It's these spouse's arts and crafts. They're beautiful because my spouse did. (laughs) They're beautiful because my partner did it. Otherwise, you know, if you start to admit that, you know, think about a homemade gift an ex gave you. Now it's terrible, right? But at the time, yeah. it made you cry. Yeah. You know? It, it, it goes along the same lines. And I, I, I agree with you. You know, I made telephone dieting all about how this is a big problem. Should we trust journalists who do ad copy? You know? Should we trust yeah. journalists who do ad copy? It's a real question to ask. But I think in the end, what you need to know is it's not it's not really them using science or not using science or pseudoscience or whatever. Again, that's that, say it every episode, that's that long leash of that dog. We just accept that something's kind of pseudoscientific nowadays. So, sure, sure, this is yeah. somewhat outside of the realm. This, these are the things they hide in. Uh, yeah. Someone told me, and for some reason I think it's my dad, but I'm not certain. Let's uh, misquote a doctor and a journalist just for fun. <laughs> just for fun. I well, love this game. He can't but... sue us for liable. It's your daughter. <laughs> Try me. Um, basically, uh, I was told a story about how someone applied for, for medical school and the, the, the head doctor 
teacher guy. It was on our show. It was on our show. Yes. This is my interview. This was on our show because I said, okay, so let me, let me sell the first, the full story first. I said that we wanted to demonstrate that if I have this theory that they are a cult and I am shot down, which we have, uh, I think four experts saying it is a cult and one saying it isn't a cult, um, to explain the scientific method to these people and not just believing in my theory because it's true. And your dad called me a very smart and, said, <laughs> and then proceeded to tell this story. And it, and it was, uh, it was, med- it was a certain stage of medical school, I believe. I believe. Yes. Okay. That makes me feel better because I, I wasn't confident because it was, no, no, why? this is our ago. story. This is our exclusive. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And he was saying that, um, someone asked, him right to ask your dad yeah they asked my dad to write down the scientific method and supposedly he was like the first person in like a super long time to be able to do it right uh and he asked me if i had a training in science that's how impressed he was that i that i had (laughs) that i had known this yeah i mean humble brag for him you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) i knew the scientific method non-humble brag for me yeah yeah. (laughs) um no but i mean scientific education is a privilege in this country right like i'm very fortunate in that i've been privately very expensive education i'm sitting on and uh, you know they took the time to explain the scientific method for years for literal years and you know the fact is that the medical profession at that level everyone should know the scientific method every doctor should know the scientific method because at the base of a doctor is a scientist mm. yeah and 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 that's a good that's a good transition to to talk about the next thing i want to say because again it's not a, it's not really what it's about when you're dealing with this group Dealing with MGTOW. What it's about is not really what it's about. So now let's hear this clip about uh, being anonymous, which is one of their boogeymen if you've listened to episode one. I mean, okay, first of all, the whole... I, I guess I'm anonymous, and I really hope this is anonymous enough. Yeah, you won't I hope this is anonymous, because I know your girlfriend's going to fucking hear it. She knows who I am. All this bullshit. No, you know, you know what my girlfriend knows? My girlfriend knows how I was pretty much in tears about hearing all this shit come out of your mouth. That's what my girlfriend knows. My girlfriend knows this is really upsetting to me. She's not judging you. She's here for me. Because she takes care of me. And my girlfriend knows I'm really upset because my friend is hurting. And he doesn't see it. And he's in a cult. That's what my girlfriend knows about this. That's what my girlfriend thinks about it. When I come out of my studio, when we're done here, she's going to ask if I'm okay. She's going to ask if you're okay. Which you're not. She's not going to ask... Well, did you prove that guy wrong? What stupid stuff did he say? Because you assume you know my, my girlfriend. Who, 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 you don't know anything about her political beliefs, which is the number one misogynistic thing you've said here today. Women vote along the same ideals. Did I say that? Well, you said they all have the same agenda. You've referred, you there haven't is, referred to a differentiation like an all in women. To. There is an agenda they stick to. That's, There's a narrative they stick to. It's totally do you believe that races do the same thing? Can you say right now that sure. you're not racist? There are certain races that believe they are supremacist. They're they are supreme. They are better are, than are others. You, are you supreme? Or are they I don't supreme? think I'm supreme. I okay. think I'm supreme. So you think your race is lower than? I, I Do you think you're one of the lower thing. races or I the higher races? Race thing, but Why? You know, the, because it could... It's gonna just, it's gonna, they're going to know who I am. That's the problem. Don't say you're a race. Do you believe that there are better races than other races? No one's going to know who you are. Do you believe okay, there are no, better I don't believe races? That, but I think. So then, modern, how can you believe there are better genders? No, no. Listen. Look, let me finish, dude. Let me finish. Uh, I really believe. You know, women who are women who are assholes. Let's not say all women. Women who are assholes will quickly dismiss. Why are you associating with these people? Excuse me. But why do you need to... Uh, it's ridiculous. Why are you associating with people who are assholes? Why do you care about people who are assholes? Because you're trying to find an answer. You're not Dr. House. You're not Sherlock Holmes. You haven't figured people out. In fact, everything you've said here today is you don't know. Do you know what eugenics is? I forget. Remind me. Do you know what... I'm not going to remind you. Do you, do, the, do study you of, the, whole, the study of races. I'm not going to remind you. Do you do, do 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 you know 
any of these scientists that have looked into the things you're saying? Do you know any of them? Do you know about the scientists who try to prove these things? You know, not off the top of my head, no. So then this is all based on the hearsay of YouTube people. Yeah, something I, I caught that I didn't catch the first time was uh, when you ask, "Are you? do you think you're supreme? And he goes, no, I'm so preem. Like, I actually kind of laughed at it this time. I was like, that's not in like a laughing at, but like kind of like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, you know, like, what did you mean? What did you think? So preem. No, he said, uh, I'm supreme. Oh, yeah, which I also I don't think is a word. Oh, I thought he was making a funny and I wanted to say, hey, he's kind of funny. Um, no, we'll, t- we'll talk about humor later. No, he's not funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I thought for a second. No, that's okay. I, I mean, to, the anonymous you know, element, like you can't always hear it. Yeah. Um, it's a really powerful moment because, you know, it's it's. It, the misogyny of it like really hit me this time yeah. like in a way of like oh like these guys literally believe that we all vote the same and you're right to say like well are you racist because it's the same kind of mentality of like oh i'm gonna make a generalization about a group of people based on this idea right not in lived experience mm-hmm. or reality mm-hmm. um and other, so, other people's like, lived experience at the most the anecdotal evidence of someone else's lived experience at the most. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, it's, it's so da- like, you know, it's a dangerous, uh, you know, uh, kind of way to think about people. I mean, the, the main way to, so I've been told, uh, to kind of combat racism is like through meeting people who are different than you, like for lack of a better word, exposure. And like, how do you expose these people to women without putting women at risk? And the same thing goes for racists too. Like, so are like, you know, the people who ever are the subject of, of the hatred, like are supposed to do the work of like exposing themselves. You know, it's like, it's a weird, like, how do you move past that? How do you, yeah. I'll admit Ugh. that I had a whole moment one night where I laid out for Reens and I said, I'm going to call Pauline in the morning and tell her this is brilliant. And I had a whole plan as to how to get these people out of it. And I did this for an hour and I said, well, how would you do this? And how would you do that? And I kind of said to Reenie after this hour, <laughs> Reens is our producer, by the way, you'll hear some of her notes in this episode. Uh, I said, we're journalists. Like I need to stop. Right. And she goes, yeah. And the point is, is that, fixing this fixing it really can't be our job our job is to be educational we've done some amazing stuff we brought this to the attention of people that i mean for people that know the internet the idea that a lot of cult experts don't know about red pill culture a lot of people writing about coercive groups on the internet don't know about red pill and which is a big thing on the internet and they don't know and migtow is eight years old we missed it we missed it for eight years until we did this investigation and you know, the instinct of all of us, and there's a good instinct, feel good about it, is you want to think of how to combat it. But I'm hoping that what we can do is, and I'm sort of like training, but not that this is a cult, but I'm sort of like training Paulina in this to be like, you need to let go of the idea that this is real, is listen to the, to the whole thing. In order for misogyny to be real, racism has to be real. And in order for both of those to be true in the world of MGTOW, Again, I'm not going to say his ethnicity. Um, his ethnicity and his gender are lesser than. They're the ones. They're the ones who who. It's not even like a disadvantage in the way we think of racism. In their minds, racism has genetic and real things. It's not. Mm. It's not the idea that you have a disadvantage because of the prejudice of racism, which is you know obviously there's no. There's no reason to be prejudicial against a race. It has to be that racism and misogyny are real and based in science. And that that's why they have a disadvantage. Not that, so, you know, it's a, it's a weird circle. Not that there are prejudices that create a society which cause problems to genders and races and sexualities, but that it's all real. It's like 
the D&T version of races. It's like, well, I'm an orc, so I cannot step on the plains of Harama Shah. Like, you know, like that that's what's real to them. It's it's oh, not a societal like, problem. I, I'm having a full body reaction because it's such a different like to even think that way is is challenging. Is eugenic as we say in the yeah. opening. This yeah. brings up eugenics. It's the first time that we're going to get into eugenics. It, but it is the belief that there is scientific evidence for the differences in races, genders, and sexualities. And it's a really weird field of study, right? Because here's a field of study saying that, ah, you were born a certain way. Oh, so you might think as somebody who might be in a, a class of people or a, a classification of people, rather, is what I mean by that shortening. Not like a class. It's in, I don't talk to those ones. Um, but uh, like a classification of people. Um who feels like, oh, great, this is saying, like, I'm, you know, someone accepted me. Wrong. It's one of the most racist science, fake pseudosciences in the world. Um, and so it says that that there are genetic problems with certain races and groups of people, religions, whatever, and that they are real, that you have no choice for them, and that they should be sort of taken out of the equation. Um, the, big, the biggest way MGTOW uses it is saying that we should, like, create artificial wombs and get rid of women. Um, oh because if God. men were running things, it would be better. Um, <laughs> so that's their belief, is that that's how Yikes. it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they want to get rid of women entirely. Because because if you're if there's women around in the mind of a MGTOW, they can't just have a kid. They have to have a kid with a woman. And so that they're them for, therefore, you'll want child support. And like, actually, you don't even actually want the kid. What you like about the kid is the ability that you can take care of the kid and get money from me. Ay, ay, ay. Um. And again, it's like, doesn't it feel good to say that this is the sexism of the world? It's not. It's fake. <laughs> it's, just, well, it's just fake. Okay, so I think something that I, this made me think about, um, I had a professor in college, uh, Barbara J. Fields, and she wrote a book called Racecraft. And essentially, it's about how uh, the economic justification of slavery was what created like the deep-seated ra- hate racism that exists. Uh, obviously, there's like it's more complicated than that. But like in pre-Civil War South, like you know, and and I might, I, it's been a long time since I read this, but essentially, like it became cheaper to own slaves than indentured servants, and so they they used race as a justification for economic necessity and and essentially all of this is to say that race is a is a construct like it it it's a construct that's well i'll I'll say this since you know we'll get to we'll get to the Jews a little bit later where me and Paulina can have more of a perspective but I'll say this right now you know it was the interstate commerce law that ended up being a big blow to racism it is amazing how often it's not what we think and I, I was often inspired by cult stories of people getting out of cults and what the reason was it's almost never what you think it is it's almost never the reasons you think it is and that's that's a it's an interesting element of all of this is is that what what we cover up to believe and what we're actually trying to achieve may be more or less insidious depending on what's acceptable. It's a good analogy, isn't it? That like maybe the person is able to get to racism because of money, right? It's the same with these MGTOWs is maybe this person is able to get to, you know, um, thinking they're inferior or thinking that racism is real because of a fear of something else you know what is the real motivation and we can't know until we we really talk to these people and get them out of this thinking i think is the 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 real thing to say um and speaking of not asking let's let's play this next clip you know to see like the immediate dismissal i've gotten from women just like immediate it's it was just i would find it jarring a couple years ago but after you know, consuming the ideology, kind of seeing, you know, putting it into practice and seeing, like, seeing everything through that lens, I totally get that dismissal now. I understand it. And, like, that understanding of that dismissal is so much, it's it's calming. It's okay. I'll be okay. It's a probability thing. Women are, you know, they're very picky, and we're all picky. So You're you know, the pickiest person in this conversation. <laughs> 
No, women are very picky too. Women no, 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 sir. You're the pickiest person in this conversation. Oh no, I've become very picky because I have I've elevated my standards. I've elevated my standards. I used to have How's almost that? no standards. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment to to quote my favorite person on TV. How's that working out for you? I'm How? way happier than I was two years ago. I'm mm. way happier. Mm. I, I know you're gonna say, "Oh, are you fucking right now?" No. Well, are you? No. Okay. So how can you claim? I've gotten to more sexual attention, but I haven't. You know, I haven't. What really does that mean? Uh, you know, I've gotten in much better shape, and you know, I I, I get sexual attention, but like, I, in, in what, I'm still in what, up. Excuse me. Yeah. In what regard do you get sexual attention? Uh, like I went to a party recently, and um, I remember I, I I sat. It was at a bar, right? And I, I just get there, and all my friends are at this table, and they're like, they all like scream, like, "Oh my god, he's here!" They, they're just happy to see me, right? I sit down at the table, and this girl I don't know, this whole this girl's out of nowhere, just like comes out of nowhere and just starts like rubbing my back for like a quick second, and that would have like I've never experienced that before. That was just crazy. And, like, that was, like, a choosing signal of some kind. I don't know how to convert that into anything. You know, I, I just, you know, my inst- I, I'm still very young in that regard and very inexperienced in that regard. But, like, I, I do get sexual attention. You know, girls looking at me, girls, you know, like, I turn a lot of heads. I'm, you know, I'm not an ugly guy. And I do turn heads. I just don't so know how to So, let's give you, let's give you an inch. Because I'll give you an inch. Because this isn't uh-huh. a debate. I'll give you an inch. It seems as though. Mm-hmm through this disgusting and mental health problem that you've developed, you've managed to gain a slight amount of confidence. However, this is your friend saying to you that that was always fucking there. So, there we go. Uh, Let's get a word out there for the people, Paulina. What's confirmation bias? Confirmation bias. Oh, I learned this last week and then I If forgot. you're playing at home, along at home, the word is confirmation bias. Are you enjoying this password reference game show from the 60s? Probably not. The word is <laughs> confirmation bias. Next up, Joan Baez. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a swing. Uh it's where you have an idea mm-hmm. and based on that idea, you, you know, accept or reject information to to confirm what you already believe. Bingo. Give her the prize. Circle takes a square. Um, again, Yahoo! Hollywood squares. Not relevant. But um, so, yeah. It, it, that is it entirely. And that is classic version of what's going on here is confirmation bias. Women, we're looking. We all have good days, and when we walk out onto the street, oh my! I bet even with masks, people are walking around being like, "They, I'm the most fuckable person in a mask here. No oh, one can yeah. see my face, but goddamn, they all want to sex me." You know, like I'm telling you, that's happening, and like we all get that place. And when you have confidence, you usually see it. And sometimes people are checking you out, and sometimes people just have eyes and are looking around. Um, but more times than not, it's just the eye thing. It's just so the I eye. convince myself it's sexual every time. There's only so much directions, guys, and you can't roll your eyes into the back of your head. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah. But why is it happening now? Because he has you know, confirmation bias. Because because he's figured things out. It has to be because MGTOW has told him now he understands women and because he's gotten in shape which we'll get to in a second and again in a not a second many 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 episodes later several, don't stop stop counting the seconds stop counting the seconds uh, <laughs> yeah that's what it is it has to be working yeah I you know it's interesting something I caught this time was that he says you know I don't know how to, to translate that no, right the like, word he uses and I stopped my own barf was convert that which uh, shows where they're getting a lot of these statistics we've talked about the 80-20 stat uh, that's a business word it's a word we use for getting clients uh, you make a sales pitch and then you convert them into sales uh, the 80-20 oh. comes from business as well so he's using a business jargon term I recognize that right away yikes I did not know the subtext that a big part of city. a big part of MGTOW and a big part of these oh is there is this like 
playing out into the subject or I'm just loud, I'm just I just yelled loud enough into my studio that it sounded like it was coming back to me. A big part <laughs> of entrepreneur of, of of I blew it. I blew the load. I blew the load. A big part of MGTOW and a lot of these men's rights group is entrepreneurship. Uh, someone later will say that you cannot be successful if you're not your own boss. Uh, <laughs> if I've heard a better explanation of the problem of men in the workspace, I don't remember it because that's a pretty good one. And uh, yeah, there's a big part of this. And, and these entrepreneurial spirit groups often cross over with MGTOW and a lot of their jargon comes from from these things. And while we're talking about sources and on that stat, um, hey, everyone, if you read a book or you see an author or someone influential, look them up. We're seeing a lot of quotes from people in these things. And then you look them up. And it turns out that they went a little bit cuckoo and never got help for it. And they didn't mean the thing they wrote. And uh, maybe it should be best ignored, that thing. Uh, Wait, what subtext are you alluding to? Well, I'm alluding to um, a famous uh, femcell book that uh, ended up being written by someone who, now that they're not getting attention for that weird book, uh, is against global warming. (laughs) And and says that global warming is fake. And maybe you should look up what people do after they write something and like look back into them to see if maybe it turned out that they weren't really accredited in their field and that maybe people got caught up in the in, in treating that like a legitimate theory. Because that's a big thing in this, is a lot of these people will quote someone, a business person or whatever, and be like, Oh, they stole millions. Oh, they were arrested for doing this illegal business practice. And it helps to know like what that person did over their lifetime as a work. And like it might be that they're they weren't all there and just because of context we sort of treated them like an like an intellectual. Um and this is one of them. Some of these things that they're saying about economics and things, those same people will usually say that doesn't translate to life. Or the, that same person will say, Oh, I'm cuckoo bananas. Uh, so look, yeah. look, look people up. And this goes to pseudoscience too. It's like, it, it might've, even if it's published, even if it's a thing, it might not be anymore. It might, you might need to chase the source a little bit farther to know, like, you know, we had this, I'll tell you a story, um, of my own life. I did a documentary about ASMR and it turned out that one of the people in it years later was on a, a, a program with, um, oh, what's her name? Lisa something from CNN. Um, oh, Lisa. Oh, I'll remember man. it. It doesn't matter, but Li- Li- Lisa something. <laughs> There's like one Lisa on CNN. Ulrich? No, no. No, let's just, let's let's leave it. Uh, and so she, she did a story on MGTOW, and then I see this person I know right there in this thing. It's like, you can't follow up on everything and like constantly be worried that someone is, you know, loses it, use later. But like, you know, check up on people. They don't have to be your idol forever. Check up on them. You know? Lisa Ling. Yes. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Um, Yeah, Lisa Ling. I I actually like her work, and so I don't know her name. Um, But I do like like her work. Uh, But I got Lisa. You know, check up on people. It's not impossible to always do it, but if you're going to base, like, your whole life philosophy on it, look them up. Like, look them up. Look them up. And... Uh, that's that's this Pandora's box that goes along with confirmation biases. Checking in on it is is really important. Um, you know. Well, it's a lot of work to check in on what you believe when. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, let's play this clip right here. But you know what? I'm going to backtrack. They have presented, you know, some pseudoscience about like what women find attractive and I do I, I listen to it and I, I try and uh, in some cases put it into practice yeah but you've never looked into asking women what they find attractive asking your friends how they date that's basic anecdotal stuff why ah that would require intimacy that would require being close to people that would require most importantly you being wrong so there you go if it's anecdotal evidence you want, ask the girl. I, I think I explained this in this, this incident. If he, if he asks that girl out, he gets rid of the confirmation bias, right? Right. 
if he gets rejected, then she wasn't attracted to him so supremely. And he gets rejected. And that ruins the confirmation bias. So the research is right there. It's like, and then I went home and I started dating this girl and I called her and I got her number. No, because that would be failure. There's so much confusion around dating. Like, <laughs> you know, like what to do, who to talk to, where to go, how to express interest. Like, it's mighty convenient to just remove yourself from the equation. Like, honestly, to a certain degree, I'm like, you know what? Good for you. You know, if you're really happy not dating, don't date. That's fine. Wow. This gets but into of course, this gets into you know, the robbing area that I want to really quickly because I know there's someone here. This gets into the robbing area. And one of the interviews we have lined up is talking to someone who's ace. Um, that's, it stands for asexual. Um, and talking to them about it and talking about how they feel about another area that this group robs people of is deciding that something like asexuality is a choice you know all of a sudden that's now something that's out on the internet you know that that, yeah. that, that that's an idea that has to get out there do they understand that that's a bigoted way of thinking that the idea that the reason a man would be asexual and not interact with women is because of the danger of them manipulating him do they understand that for sure no do they understand that that's harmful and offensive without even being asexual i find it offensive because it's nothing close to asexual but it puts it out into the universe is like if you're happy not date even if you're happy not dating because of some of the reasons they say it's not what it is and it's this line from rachel bernstein i'll quote all the time i don't think you could have said this initially but you can say it now they're presenting something that says oh well all we're saying is we don't want to date because we find it messy there's something right there's something in that but it's not that go look at the comments go look at the forums it's 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 bigger than that isn't it it's much bigger than that absolutely let's let's do that show is scary it's pretty scary um let's let's uh let's play this clip right here Let's just go into it. No intro. You're right. And in this case, the role models, like their success is just abandoning all of relationships. Just like, you know, aside from like very. Well, all but one. All but one, which is the adoration of you. Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever considered the fact that there's people out there who feed on that adoration? Have you ever there considered? Is a there's a, there's a, it's a, a two-way street. Yes, it's a two-way street. I, I, okay, I'll put it this way. Yes, they get my fandom. I am, you know, there are certain YouTubers I would, I would take a bullet for. Honestly, I love these it's guys so much. concerning sentence. I would take a fucking bullet for them. Honestly. They, Why? You, they get me, because it's like a, it's like a male leader thing. Like, they get me so fucking fired up. And they, and I consider them having helped my life so much. And I'm so thankful to them for it and I know that's like supreme cult talk but I guess I'm in the cult baby and I love it sign me the fuck up you're brainwashed first of all there are YouTubers that are trying to take advantage of the people that are consuming this kind of content mm -hmm. and you know well, who are they they are less convincing to me but I mean what do you mean by who are they like there are well, what's, the, what's the pro what's the problem you're, again, this is the evidence that you're in a cult. There is no other leader. Cult, very often, and many divisive religious leaders present a scenario in which, no, 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 no. I'm the person. You can't get free love from him. Mm -hmm. You have to get it from me. There's female YouTubers that are like, that, that have started channels and they make videos every day about like yeah you know feminism is kind of bullshit you know we you know things are heavily skewed in our favor and like and they're they're just doing it because they know they'll get views from a certain audience and i don't really ah so 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 this is the crux of it this is evidence 100 percent proof, proof positive that everything that's been written this is what i wanted to document on film Mm -hmm. Is that everything that has been written about this so far has been correct in certain areas. And the certain areas are that, yes, there is clearly another cause here for what you're going through. Clearly, there's a deep hurt. You've already said that. Mm -hmm. But the thing I wanted to prove on camera, which you have proven proof positive, is that this is not an instance of people um, simply channeling their hate. 
into a, a one collective thing, it is 100% a cult. Why, when someone agrees with you, will you not believe them? What do I mean by that? Even when people agree with them, they're not good enough. I, I asked why he has to keep watching these videos every day. Uh, I've learned later that, that uh, this brainwashing is called by MGTOW and other red pill groups, getting your red pill. And, and, doing, and, and getting your red pill involves keeping your faith in this, in this weird philosophy. I said, well, why do you need to keep watching it? And then to say, even if a woman agrees with me, even if a woman starts to recognize this grand conspiracy, which no one will reveal to men, it's not good enough. I, I noticed uh, this sort of uh, vehement, uh, vitriolic idea that, you know, obviously people do shit for attention all the time. But specifically, this woman touting this ideology, which is exactly like mine, is only doing it for attention, you know, and it's like, well... Could not the same thing be said about you, sir? <laughs> right, right. And there's so many of these scenarios they set up where it's like, um, if if A equals B, <laughs> you know, if uh, uh, so, is it, what's the possibility that you're doing that or that someone does it there? And um, it's this idea of intuition. It's this idea of uh, essentially just whatever keeps keeps it working whatever keeps this philosophy going is the, 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 the main thing and yeah that's a great point it's like well they're just doing it for attention <laughs> you know uh, yeah like, uh we're we're gonna we're gonna play some other uh, uh things here just along this line i don't really i don't really think me and paulina have a ton to say about this stuff but it sort of shows how it's tempting to to debate these these things with these people but we're just going to play some of these little clips uh, uh, here at the end to show you like really where what this is coming from and how it isn't about the next thing we're going to talk about how it isn't about a thing because I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to play this clip for us live but uh hear this about Aladdin what hap- why do you need to keep watching the YouTube videos you know, a, a big part of it is you got to consume the stuff every day to kind of uh, remove the the indoctrination that I claim that we've all gotten from our youth and from media and the world around us. Why? I read so, about I read about democracy. You know, twenty years ago, I'm fine with it. Why do I watch it every day? Because hmm, I watch it every day because I don't like watching anything else. I just don't. You know. Modern TV, modern movies, like, mostly disgust me. So, I just like watching this stuff, and it's nice to have a community. It's nice to have a community. It's nice to have other people that, uh, at least understand things the way I see it. So, you have a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And you have to deprogram yourself from... Traditional conditioning of love and relationships. You know, the, the one example that comes to my mind is Aladdin. You know, this popper runs through a fucking bazaar, sees a you know girl at corner of her eye, she sees him. Mm-hmm. Immediate curiosity, and then you know that's not what happens her. in the movie. I totally forgot how that movie goes. So, <laughs> Aladdin is proof positive against you. By the way, you shouldn't list Aladdin. I've always deflected off myself. You know, I don't know if it's humility or just like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, I, I've just always, for some reason, deflected any sort of attention to me. I don't know what it is. I think it's like a, it's like a Vegeta thing. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I've just always done that. And that, that, that comes back to self-hate. Do you like yourself? Man, it's not a resounding yes, I'll tell you that. It's not a resounding yes. I tolerate That's myself. That's why your friend is here talking to you. Yeah. No, I tolerate myself. I've ex- I've, 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 I kind of accept who I am. I, I can't change who I am, except for slight things here and there. But, you know, I've accepted it. I don't love myself. Though. What don't you like about yourself? I just love, I just hate that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm such an automatic no to women. Okay, again, that's not you. That's what you don't like about someone saying something about you. You have an inability. Well, that was before this whole cult thing happened, so... Correct. So... (laughs) Aladdin's the issue, everyone. 
Prince Ali, Bobbity Boo, Ribbity Bim Bam. That's the whole Bobbity Boo. Uh, Aladdin. So Aladdin is the bad one. How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's what I you feel. Better, you, like. you better believe the name of this episode is You Ain't Never Had a Cult Like This. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's not. It's the wrong movie. Yeah, like, you know, you can tell that, number one, he didn't have sisters. And number two, they were like, okay, we're going to go to the Disney movie, but only the one that's about a dude, right? Like, he wasn't going to the Prince's movies. He was going to Aladdin, you know? He didn't see the movie. Remember, guys, he didn't see the movie. Well, he might have when he was, like, four. Yeah. And if if he's citing a movie that he saw when he was four, that's not a really uh, valid take. It was, like, 20 years ago, presumably, I'm assuming. But, like, anything that you digested under the age of five uh, doesn't get hot takes unless you rewatched it. I'm sorry. I'm putting my foot down. Right. And it's 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 this difficult issue to debate is like, well, maybe I saw when I was five and it influenced me for the rest of my life. And then it's like, well, but then it's not a a great literary theory. But also he didn't see it. He doesn't remember it. He's he what he's again. It's this co-opting feminism. Feminism writes something really great, really great about criticizing these things. And he knows because of this great work. And I'm not saying feminism because it's against them. Remember, I believe hashtag cults can exist. And we have run into people who are absolutely in a hashtag cult and have this need to scapegoat and yell at people. um, And they're not on the side of misogyny. I have seen those people on the Internet. They do exist. This is a really easy way to explain hashtag cults because it's totally wrong. And so I'm listing feminists because that feminists scare them and they quote them and they sort of they don't quote them, but they don't know that they're unconsciously co-opting them. So because of this great work of a feminist, you know, we've talked about Bechtel, someone or, or you know, um, uh, whatchamacallit, tropes, tropes versus video games, uh, you know, these things are out there. And so now they know, hey, the world at large, someone does that hard work to get their thing accepted. And now the world at large will listen to me say, well, it was Disney movies. It has nothing to actually do with Disney movies. What it has to do is presenting an argument that makes you feel that that's again, it's co-opting. People do it with Jesus. People do it with Buddhism. People do it with meditation. Lots of cults. And when I say people, I don't mean cults. Lots of cults take good ideas and use them to turn stuff. And one of the main ones MGTOW uses is feminism. Likely because they don't like women getting... (laughs) And it is. Um, Like rain on a summer day. And what is the line? I don't remember. I'm doing bad. But anyway, uh, they 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 are using something that they know you'll listen to. They're using a format you know you'll listen to, and they don't know. I don't want you to think that they're going out and finding feminism and then flipping it. They don't know that someone's probably annoyed that women are getting extra attention, and then that becomes a way to scapegoat, and then this culture starts to build up, and it becomes a cult. You know, they don't know any of that. All they know is I'm sad. I don't understand women or I, let me say this the other way. I don't understand probably one woman. Yeah. Probably only my mom. Well, I don't even quite understand her probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because somehow your mom and dad can love each other, but they can't, you can't love, you can't make a wife. That's one of the things that he said in a past episode. Um, Yeah. They, they don't understand specific women. That's a good point that they, they even, they sort of get their mom, but not even really. They don't understand some specific interaction with a woman and it's made them feel confused. And then there's this cult already set up. I'm just thinking about how, you know, obviously there's MGTOW, which is a dangerous hashtag cult and their ideas are obviously just batshit. But I was watching the Indian matchmaking show on Netflix. Which one? Is there more than one? I don't know. We watch a lot of matchmaking shows in this house. Oh, uh, I think it's literally called Indian matchmaking. Okay. I think it's on Netflix. It so I re- I watched it. First of all, like it's 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 a whole it's a whole journey. Uh, but my hot take on that pertaining to MGTOW is like one of the dudes. They were like, "So who do you want in a partner?" And he was like, "Well, basically, someone like my mom." And I was I just sat there agape, and I was like, "There's just no walking around it." Like 
Freud was right, you know, like, <laughs> oh, shit. And, like, you know, this MGTOW specifically saying that his parents love him unconditionally and that, you know, they've worked at their marriage, but love is not unconditional, whatever their specifics were. But, like, the idea that, like, the only woman that is okay to love you is your mom. And for some men, probably not even her. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this dude just wants to marry his mom, you know, and that's just like... Well, there's a few possibilities. Uh, what we've learned about these groups is one of the big challenges is you don't know stats about a group if we don't get, if they're covert, if they're secret, right? And so we found through our own investigation, there's a large sect in, whatchamacallit too, in Flat Earth as well. There's a large sect in MGTOW of fundamentalist Christians who uh, were scorned by it or still feel as though they're fundamentalist Christians. There's a large group of, of, of lots of different paths that you will get you there. There's a large group of atheists and, and, and there's these little factions of ways that you're getting to stuff and they manage to avoid some of these issues or else faction off into other groups. And one of the interesting types of people that we've come across and we're hearing some experts on problem on, on men's mental health problems saying to me as uh, confirming it is, What's okay? So let me explain it this way: If you have, if your parents have a good relationship, which we hear of several MGTOWs in this investigation say, my parents had an amazing relationship. What's one thing you can? And we hear plenty saying that they were abused by their parents as well, and will somehow, in those instances, say their dad did nothing wrong. Um, but what's what's something about your parents' relationship that's unique to their relationship as opposed to your dating world? I, I like doing these things to see if Paulina can think like these MGTOWs. What's, what's the distinguishing factor? What's the number one factor that distinguishes your parents getting married uh, whenever they got married and you dating right now? Well, I'm the product. It's closer. Time. You can't prove... It's another confirmation bias because you weren't there. Like you said, you're the product. You weren't there when they started dating, right? So if right. they formed a good relationship in the past, and this is something they say, it's because back then, which is a disturbing thing we hear a lot of people say, back then, women weren't conditioned to be this way. And now they know they can do it. And the courts weren't as unfair back then. I know. Please just hang on with me for a minute, everyone. I know what they're saying. Oh, is weird. my God. So, so I just, but you I, can't. Like, I, I rolled so hard that my head tipped back. <laughs> so, so you can't prove why they got together. You can't. It's, it's another way to create confirmation bias. You can't see back then how they dated. You can't prove that if a girl, if we take a Paulina and put her in a time machine and she's raised as a little girl in 1960, whatever, you can't prove that she doesn't end up as a better wife to, to the quote, quote unquote, better wife to the MGTOW. And that you can't prove that if, if you were raised in an understanding of the, I can't even say without the court systems being raised, being better for women back in the fifties and sixties. I know everyone, please. This is their okay. logic, not mine. Oh God. That you can't prove that that wouldn't have created a better environment for you to date. So therefore, your parents can have a good relationship, but you you can't. And it's a way of, of scapegoating that back then, back then it was better. Um, Did you know that like only 17% of high schoolers are, are actively dating? Hmm. Like that's something I other, learned and the other while ones writing are, this book. The other ones are nerds? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, they're all the other nerds, ones should I, feel I bad think... and be dorky nerds. What's up? Well, I I'm so. <laughs> Thank you for presenting the pervasive nerds. problems of nerds in this in this country. Yeah, no, but I mean, no, it's rare. People don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how to date. Like dating culture is very different. And I, as I, having so, but what was that number? What was that number? Culture, what was that number in 1950? It was like I think back like. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's it's decreased a lot. Mm -hmm. It was something like 50%. Mm -hmm. um, but there just isn't a, a dating culture. Like, there's a hookup culture, but, like, when it comes to, like, ask telling someone you're interested in them and asking them out on a date is, like, a big commitment. Like, my current boyfriend, he took me out on a third date, and it was, like, a steak dinner and a movie, and it freaked me out. I did not like it i was like what is going on this is casual i don't understand and he just like really genuinely liked me and like i didn't know how to handle it and because honestly like i was used to being treated like shit all the time 
So, like, you know, the idea of stepping away from dating culture can be empowering, but, like, the way these guys are doing it is not so empowering. Hey, everyone. Uh, I can understand. Everyone, it's not my fault if we don't do another episode, but I might make Paulina explode. So, Paulina, you now know how MGTOWs <laughs> operate. They take one scientific fact that sounds valid to them, and they combine it into their all-encompassing theory, right? Oh. And you're publishing a book. Yeah, I am. Have you considered that they might quote you and say that women, <laughs> that people don't know how to date and that MGTOW is working? <laughs> Have you considered that, like, that stat really, that stat on its own, everybody, and this is what they do, is they just find things on, that stat on its own really helps the MGTOW argument, and, like, that they'll take that and think, like, see, kids are getting smarter. <laughs> They're not talking to each other. Well, Look. don't worry. We, we basically tell, like, we were like, you need to start dating. Here's how to date. So they can read the book and learn how. Yeah. Well, MGTOW's can Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I want to unleash them in the dating world. I don't. Well, I do. I, I do. I see these people as as human and it's not just because it's we said in the beginning of this it's not our purview to fix them because we're not psychologists we're journalists i'm hoping to get as many people out of migtow as we can and i think the way that 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 happens if i'm being honest is like we start to present it as not as you're so ridiculous all your beliefs are wrong but like your beliefs are twisted because of something else going on and and, and we and you, you can go to a source like paulina's book or you can go to a source like a doctor and Go to and like get help and get out of it. And there's there's other people who have been through cults too. And like you 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 can do it. Uh, you know, uh, like yeah. that's that's the thing that I want to push to people. It's like no, no, you 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 can do it. You, you actually you actually can do it. You can get out right now. Right now you're like a a, a really rough person to hang around, and then that's okay. But like you can do it. You can get out. It might not be our job, but you can get out. You can get out because I I think it's a much more hopeful way to look at the world to say they can get out and people can get out of cults rather than to say, oh boy, another one, you know, like I, yeah, yeah. we'll end on a hopeful note and we'll talk about next episode. We're going to take a break from this interview and Paulina is going to interview me about the time I was pretty close to getting into a yoga cult and was uh, rising the ranks. So I can't wait. So to, and we'll also in that episode talk about like, my uh, interview techniques and and what I do with someone in these situations. So that'll be like a fun behind the scenes thing for this documentary. Hey, thanks for hanging. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. If you want to leave a review, you have to. I'm hiding in your house. (laughs) I'm hiding in your house. What precious thing will I take? Better leave that review. Welcome to hashtag cult. We'll (laughs) steal things from you. We've already stolen it. Do you want it back? These are our demands. (laughs) Make towers a cult. From <laughs> it's so the, the A's. Yeah. You know, you know when you uh oh uh oh uh Today in improv we did uh, accents, and I told a bunch of seventeen year olds I was like, "Here's a country, and you need to do the accent. Like, don't be racist. Just try to do the accent itself." And uh, everybody was like. Jaimin? And I was like, excellent, great job. Like, because my being favorite able to do with, that. with German is the swallow German, where you put, you take a, a German man, he's normal, and you put him in the back of your throat, like, oh, it's a little <laughs> German man trying to escape, he's drowning in Spitzel. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's, a, that's like. really solid. Thank you. I can do uh, a Russian accent pretty well. I, it's mm-hmm. kind of Russian, uh, Polish. It's got a little flavor to it, you know. Mm-hmm. What? It's, what other? It's not accurate. So I, I really like working on my voice work, and so I will bother someone, be like, "Tell me what exact region from Ireland you are from." And that's like, brilliant. That's you should always what you bother should people. Do. Yeah, and yeah. And so like, I've, I've, I can do the Cork accent. If you're from Cork, if you, you probably don't in America. It's about Cork. You don't not if you're from Cork, you wouldn't say it that way. And you talk a little quicker if you're from Cork. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. That's different, Mike. I did not know you were so good at accents. Oh, and if if I knew beforehand, I would have had Columbia hire you as a <laughs> voice consultant and like make made you teach kids how to do accents. Have you ever done? Okay, so can I tell you a tool? Do you know about yes, phonetic please. accents? No, tell me more. Wait, am I coming out of your speakerphone? I can hear myself in, in your mic. 
I got really, I got closer, so I'll step away. Yeah, maybe <laughs> turn me turn down, down a little. Turn down the volume. Yeah. yeah. How about, let me see now. Yeah, that's oh, that's slightly better. better. Why am I hearing, like, maybe shove them in there more. Okay. Really I shove them in your ears. Ear. Yeah, well, so does everyone. Ears. We, me, <laughs> no, no, me and Rini have little ears, too. <laughs> Ooh, it's like me. a thing. Rini has the tiniest ears. Um, I believe that. That uh, makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you a picture for 10 years. <laughs> um, phonetic Please accents do. are these things where they write out how to say um, words. Like, in other words, uh, I, I, well, we are a big fan of the Case Files show. We can put this at the end. Are you recording? We'll put it at I the end recording. as a little bonus. Uh, like, so on that, they talk about the East Area Rapist and... Um, he had a uh, like a very small penis, and but the guy is Australian, <laughs> so we constantly we even call case files small penis, and we write it out. If you want us to have an Australian accent, it's S M O L P E H N E S S. So say that. Small penis. There you go, Australian accent. Small penis. Small penis. Small penis. That's how he talks the whole time. Talk. So anytime we do lists, because it's always like it's always like. He was <clears throat> the man. Uh, they consistently described him as tall, as short, fat, uh, not wearing pants, small penis. So now anything, <laughs> anything in a list is anything in a list is like, what do you need? Uh, oranges. Uh, oh, apple juice, milk, small penis. Um, but you have to go small, small penis. I will. You and Reans adopt me. Can yes. I just like? <laughs> you can be part of your second dysfunctional family. Okay. Oh, please. If you or someone you know has experienced a hashtag cult, is trapped in a hashtag cult, or you have been affected by any group mentioned in the show, go to hashtagcult.org for resources or to get in touch with the show. We want to hear your story.